You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Hypnosis has a varied image. People often fear that being hypnotized will make them lose control or surrender their will. But a hypnotic state is not the same thing as gullibility or weakness. In fact, it is a powerful tool for achieving deep relaxation, especially during an uncomfortable and often fearful hospital stay. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and joining me today is Dr. Marsha Greenleaf, Assistant Clinical Professor in the Department of Psychiatry and former Director of Training of Medical Hypnosis at Albert Einstein College of Medicine. She is also a health psychologist in New York. Today we are discussing productive applications of hypnosis in the hospital environment. Welcome, Dr. Greenleaf. Thank you. Dr. Greenleaf, before we start, what exactly is a health psychologist as opposed to a clinical psychologist? A health psychologist is someone the specialty is taking care of the stress related to medical problems and different lifestyle issues. And what's different about that is that in most clinical psychology programs, the emphasis is more on a psychiatric disturbance. How do you use hypnosis in the pre-surgical situation? I use it primarily as forming a bridge between the patient and the technology which is going to take care of them. What that means is that I use hypnosis, which is a form of controlled imagination, to help the patient focus on the benefit of the treatment rather than their fear of the procedure. Now, is this irrespective of the type of anesthesia, meaning if it was general or conscious sedation or even local anesthesia? Yes, it is totally independent as to whether or not the person is going to be under anesthesia or consciously aware. And for a lot of people, it's a little bit peculiar for them to consider how can something that is taught to a patient prior to surgery actually help them while they're under general anesthesia? Well, why don't you answer that question? Because I'm curious as well. One way is that it's very much like an athletic training. An athlete will prepare with mental rehearsal about how he wants his body to act, perform, and execute things during a game. So when he's in the game, it becomes automatic. And it seems to be the same way in preparing somebody for a surgical procedure because one of the things we do with the hypnosis is have the patient focus on how he wants his body to act, be, and be able to maintain itself during and also after the surgery. Now, the second way I will answer this is by turning off the fear response. The person is able to have a more healthful and a more effective reaction during the surgical procedure. Now, clearly this is done preoperatively in the sense not at the time of surgery or shortly beforehand, but for elective surgery? Yes, but it can also be done can be done by a surgeon. How's that? Even during the procedure. Because the surgeon 
has a very powerful voice for the patient. And it's the difference between a surgeon having random conversation during a procedure and having focused comments made to the patient. And I'm going to give you an example of this. Please do. The very first person I ever heard talk about the use of hypnosis in medicine was a surgeon. And he spoke about using hypnotic strategies while doing skin grafts. And what he would do would be while the patient was under anesthesia, he would prepare the bed for the graft and tell the patient, I want this to be clean and dry. And then when he would layer the graft on that bed, he would say, now grow skin. Wow. I wouldn't have been impressed except that he showed a lot of results, not with the skin grafting, but with dealing with burn patients. And he showed uh, slides of a man who would come into the emergency room after he had fallen into molten aluminum. And he was severely, as you can imagine, burned up to his knees. And this doctor, his name is Dr. Dabney Ewan, uh, he's in New Orleans, said to the patient, meeting him in the emergency room, I am here to take care of you. I have all the expertise needed. You tell me what you are expert in that you enjoy. And the man said, I love to fish. And Dr. Ewan said, in your imagination, go fishing now and imagine cool, gentle breezes blowing over your body keeping everything cool and comfortable. And the slides he showed were of this man having complete healing and being back on the job in the factory in about two months. Now, I took this as being one of the most impressive things I had ever heard or seen. And I basically use those principles now when I work with a patient prior to surgery. If you have just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and with me is Dr. Marsha Greenleaf, Assistant Clinical Professor in the Department of Psychiatry and former Director of Training in Medical Hypnosis at Albert Einstein College of Medicine. We're discussing self-hypnosis and its pre-surgical applications. Dr. Greenleaf, you spoke before about a surgeon who gave thought to a patient and improved his results. What exactly do you do pre-surgically and teach the patient to do to allay some of their anxiety for surgery? I teach the patient to go into their own trance state, and I teach them to do it with breathing. How's that? I will say, take in a deep breath, hold it, and when you're ready, let the breath out and imagine your body floating, floating, floating. Take in a second deep breath, hold it, and as you exhale, think body float, float, float. And then a third breath in. And this time as you exhale, again think body float, float, float. 
As you focus on letting your body float, you are now becoming an active partner in your care. You are teaching your body what to do to allow your body to receive the skilled care of a surgical team. In doing this, you develop mastery and you develop a way to participate in your healing and your recovery. You can focus on the following suggestions, telling your body to float through each part of the procedure and surgery, reminding your body that you are in the hands of experts, you're being cared for by a skilled medical team, and then being prepared to continue to have your body float even after you open your eyes. Boy, that relaxes me just listening to you speak, Doctor. How long does it take for you to teach the patients to do this, and how successful is it? It takes me generally one session. If there is a lot of emotional loss that will be involved with the surgery, so for example, if it's going to be something like a double mastectomy, then I want to see the patient a second time so that in addition to teaching them the hypnotic suggestions, I can also help them process the emotion. Now, part of why I can do it so quickly is that in addition to teaching them the rapid technique, which I just went through, I also make a 10-minute audio cassette tape. And with that, I include a whole section that simply allows their body to be very much at ease and to focus on being surrounded by a buffer zone of calm energy. And I do that because in addition to having the person be in charge and knowing how to go in and out of trance at will and whenever they need it, For surgery, I think it's very important for the patient also to be able to be at the receiving end and simply to be able to allow someone else to help guide them through. Because depending on the surgery, there can be a tremendous amount of anxiety. And this can be done even if, let's say, I'm going to do an emergency appendectomy for appendicitis? Yes, and you could do that while you're sterilizing the field. How's that? You could be talking to the patient, saying, now, as we're preparing you, we're the experts. We have everything here needed to take care of you. I'd like you to focus on your breathing, your breath in and out, and you can simply take it in and then let it out like a sigh. And as you do that, just imagine that you can float while I'm here doing the work. Every instrument and every tube has been specially designed for me to be able to take care of your body. So you can just continue to float and let me do the work. And you can do that as you're working on the patient. Now notice I repeated myself a few times, and I wasn't using a lot of what might be considered very creative visualization with a lot of imagination and intricacy. Patients don't need that. 
Dr. Greenleaf, I can certainly understand this in terms of local anesthesia and conscious sedation, but if someone is going under general anesthesia, it's only a matter of seconds before they go from a conscious state to a completely unconscious state. And that wouldn't be the best time to intervene with this, even though at that time it would be quite wonderful for the last words a patient would hear would be, I have everything needed to take total care of you. You can now drift off. I want to thank Dr. Marsha Greenleaf, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing the use of hypnosis for patients during a hospital stay. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.